<laughs> the Muslim father leaves the house. <laughs> he tells his wife and his little children, I'm going to the masjid <laughs> and I'm coming back just now. <laughs> the next thing is, Janaza is brought home. <laughs> Bombs are raining down in the masjids also. <laughs> Our brothers and sisters have become refugees. <laughs> The respect of our mothers and sisters are being looted in front of their families. The rivers are flowing with the blood of the Sumpatiyal. Marcus Sahaba Online Radio, serving you wherever you are. Whose fatwa is this? This is not AK's fatwa or AK-47's fatwa. This is the fatwa direct from Imam Zainul Abideen. You don't belong to this ummah. Q&A. Send us your question on 084-786-3132. <laughs> This is Q&A. Send us your question on 084-786-3132. Continuing with this afternoon's Q&A program brought to you by the Capital Group of Companies. Once again, a reminder that the adverts that you have heard during the ad break on Radio Al-Ansar, remember those are played independently. Those adverts are not aired on Marka Sahaba Online, Voice of the Ahlu Sunnah Wal Jama'ah and each radio station, the two radio stations that are taking the Q&A program is Sirius FM in the East Rand as well as Radio Al-Ansar. Continuing with the Q&A, Mufti Sahib, can sadaqah be given to non-Muslims, maybe domestic helpers or those that perhaps are in the streets that are asking for money, Mufti Sahib? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Before we respond to that question, there will be a slight change. Remember, in our programming from tomorrow, that is the 4th of September tomorrow, and inshallah the Fajr Azan will go at around 5.05, so 5 past 5, you know we're entering now spring and then summer, so Salat is getting earlier, our early morning prayer. Then I will start, inshallah, with Moana Arafat and our Junaid Murta, Junaid Khan and our Riyaz Khan, Riyaz Hussein. Inshallah at 5.12, 5.13. And then every day, inshallah, between 6 and 7, after the news, we had Mohana Khalid Yaqub. Allah to reward him. Great service is rendering. So now we're bringing a change in that. So 6 to 7 will only be spiritual. And you will hear Surah Yaseen. Inshallah, the manzil will be playing. You will hear Surah Kahab, the first 10, 12 verses. The 40 Duru Sharif and upon Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The Asma'ullah Al-Husna. The beautiful 99 names of all Allah. So this will be daily between 6 and 7, inshallah. Mohan Khalid's slot is still there. And his two hours, mashallah, in the evening, 5 to 7. So that will continue as normal. So take cognizance, write it down. That from tomorrow, 6 to 7. These are the slight changes, inshallah. Speaking of charity, anything you want to know, then you must have an inquiring mind, you know. So how will it work? We all say as Muslims, I love all, I love all, Allah, I love Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, I love Islam, but that is lip service. Everybody used to tell her they love Layla. What Layla say nobody loved me. Only my Majnoon. He was madly in love with Layla. 
when we went to school, they used to teach us Shakespeare and all that, all lies also. But anyway, Romeo and Juliet and what have you. So when we went to Madrasa, Darulum, Jamia and all that there, so then we start learning Arabic and so forth and so on. So now when you study Arabic literature, then you learn and read about Layla Majnoon. So Majnoon is the lover and Layla is the beloved. So she said, nobody loved me. I only love Majnoon. So somebody told Majnoon, hey Majnoon, you're crazy or what? For real you Majnoon, you made or insane. Look at your Layla, her teeth also are not aligned and properly. Her eyes are also squint. See the answer he gave. In school they taught us love is blind. When we start learning Quran and Sunnah and Hadith, then we find Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah said fourteen hundred years ago and more. When you love somebody something, then you become blind and deaf. So Majnoon said you need to have the eyes of Majnoon to see the beauty of Layla. Now imagine we in a month of suffer, you go after Q&A and say, Oh, Poppy, oh, my darling, oh, my sweet pie, my sweetheart, and so forth, that you look extremely beautiful today. She will go for Mi'raj now in the month of suffer. What do you think? So you must remember that. So he was not interested in that. So that is the test we must go through. Swadaqah. Take your wealth, take your assets, take your cash or kind and spend. Spend in the path of Almighty Allah. The deed and the creed has to correspond with one another. We will spend on the creation of Almighty Allah. Muslim, zakat. Non-Muslim, sadaqah, voluntary charity. Swad, dal, qaf. When you spend in the path of Allah, for the love of Allah, and you say, hum Allah ke makhluk par kharsh karenge, or Allah ke khazana se lenge, when we will spend on the creation of Allah, and remember, we will take from the unlimited and infinite treasures of Almighty Allah, then now you are the true lover of all Allah. that is the greatest investment you can make so just take one two verses and see Almighty Allah will wipe out interest and riba and usury and viaj and all this. But when you give charity, Allah will let it increase. When you gave your zakat, for the love and pleasure of Allah, Allah will multiply it many times, many fold and multiple times. And Swadaqah, who was the minister of finance? Sayyidina Bilal radiallahu anhu. Go open Shama al-Tirmidhi. Anfiq ya Bilal. Anfiq ya Bilal. Spend, spend, O minister of finance, my Bilal, my Mu'adzin radiallahu anhu warda. Wala takhsha min zil arshi iqlal. And remember the possessor, owner of the arsh and the throne and the universe, there will not be a decrease in the Baytul Mal, in the public treasury. So imagine, that is what Islam teaches us. So Islam says, the saddaqu ala ahlil adyani kulliha. Give charity to all the people. Remember that, non Muslims also. This is voluntary charity. The only people we can't give charity two are the Harbis. Harbi are people we are at war with. We can't give the Israelis, the Jutlas there in Israel, charity, take this charity and so forth. Story time. <clears throat> I was in Uzbekistan, you know. I visited Tashkent and Samarkand and Bukhara and all those places. 
So when I was there, I saw one, this uh, synagogue, you know. So I just entered, I'm a tourist and so forth. So the Jutla there, that rabbi, so he welcomed us and, you know, the politicians also. So I asked him, what is this, what is this? I told him I'm from South Africa and so. And he speaks good English, so because, you know, they want to make money. So he answered all the questions, whether it was right or wrong. I just wanted to gather the information. Now we're leaving, he put the box there, you see. See contributions. So I told him, Mr. Me, I contribute to the Palestinians. I don't contribute to Israel. He just gave me a dirty look, you know. It's haram for us as Muslims. That we do. We can do business with Jews. You can do business with Christians. But the Harbi people with whom we are at war with, who, somebody says we're not at war with Israel, you must be crazy. Obviously, we are at war with them. So remember, therefore, I sent out now before the Q&A, all these halal logos and halal certificates from Israel is not worth the paper on which is written. It's all scholars for dollars business. We must name them, shame them, and nail them. And I promise you that every second day, third day, and inshallah today also you will receive some things. So remember that is what we must learn. So charity, Islam says, is the sign of our love for Almighty Allah, our love for Mustafa, our love for Deen of Islam. We are the most charitable people on this earth, remember that. But we must never give people with whom we are engaged in war with, like the Jutlas there in Israel and so forth. So we need to be very clear on this issue. Mufti Sab, this question or query, it says, my wife had a miscarriage at 11 weeks. Is it regarded as haze or nifas? Remember, Remember that after 11 weeks, you go ask the doctors, gynecologists, and the x-rays also, if you see, then you will see the limbs are formed and so forth. So once the limbs are formed and then you had a mis- miscarriage, then you will call that, remember, nifas, postnatal. And for postnatal nifas, remember, there is no minimum period, but there is a maximum period. The maximum is 40 days for nifas. Hanafis, Hanbalis, that's their verdict. Shafi'is and Malikis say for nifas, the maximum period is 60 days. So that is what we should understand and so forth. Yes, if no lumps are formed and then you are experiencing from the private, obviously, that bleeding and and so forth, then it will be menses. But 11 weeks, definitely the lumps are formed, so it will constitute and be considered as nifas and postnatal. and is asking for a dua to read that Allah opens the doors for him and it must be good for him and his family. Just repeat the question of his wadi. Mufti Sahib, this person is going for a job interview and is asking for dua that Allah makes it success, makes him successful at this interview. Yes, first thing you must do is read your five daily salat on time in the masjid with jama'ah. And second thing is not only for the job every day. Second thing is read the Asma'ullah husna the 99 beautiful names of all Allah. And before you go, you read Surah Yasin, MashaAllah, Man Qara Yasin Fi Sadrin Nahar Qudiyat Hawaijuhu, who read Surah Yasin in the beginning of the day before Fajr, after Fajr. So, inshallah, his needs will be fulfilled, the hadith in Dharmi. Then, when you are going there to the chief CEO or whoever, MD, managing director, or whoever, so read Ya Wahabu, Ya Wahab, read Ya Fattahu, Ya Fattah, Ya Allah, you are the best of givers. Ya Allah, you are the best one to remove the impediments, obstacles, Ya Allah. So in that
that way and give us some charity also. And don't just say, Ya Allah, give me the job. Give me the job in Kana Fihi Khaira. Always people forget that portion. Allah, give me the job if there's khair and goodness for me, my family, in this world and the year after. Our youngsters, they were crazy, you know. No, I must marry this girl. I must marry this boy. I must be. Otherwise, I'm going to get very sick and so forth. And no, totally wrong. You must never do that. Say, Ya Allah, let me marry this boy. Let me marry this girl, this person, whatever you. Provided in Kana fi he, in this boy is good for me. In Kana fi ha, if this lady, this goodness for me. And that is how Islam teaches us. We always ask Allah for the best, remember that. And we, with our short little brains and our everything limited, we don't know what's going to happen next hour, next year, nothing. So remember that. Always ask Almighty Allah for khair. And then, Allahu fihi khairan kathira. See? In the very context of marriage, Allah Ta'ala speaks of that. Surah 4, verse 19. So maybe your wife is not the paragon of beauty, but she is the paragon of piety. And from her, mashallah, four or five children, all of them hafiz, all of them ulama, all of them da'is, illallah. So what greater thing you want then? So that is how we must understand things. Mufti Sahib, what is the correct method of laying down the janazah in the home or the mayyat in the home? Uh, which side is supposed to be the feet and which is the head side, Mufti Sahib? Regarding jawaz, regarding permissibility, both ways is permissible. You can let the feet also face the Qibla or you can let the head and that face Qibla, but which is better? So you must remember the sunnat way we sleep, you know. So we turn our whole body karwat, you know. So that is we sleep on our right flank and then we turn the head, our own head towards the Qibla. So yeah, for the mayyid now, ghusl is done, the bathing, and the kafan, the shrouding is done. So turn the body slightly, remember, especially the head and all that towards the Qibla. Where we have some jurisdiction, authority, and so forth, and the last janazah, I think it was, that I attended in Durban. So we took a flight and I came there, you understood, my family. So I saw that they had the body a little bit not in the right way. So I just called a few members and told them, see, I'm going to change it. And if anybody objects, you must just take my name and say that I did it. So we must teach people. But now you can't do that everywhere. People are emotional already. Now somebody told them, put the feet towards Kipla. Now you just go there. Then you will scop skit and donor. Just now they'll shoot somebody else just now. Instead of one janaza, you'll have two janazas. You know, people are crazy also. So you must remember that where you came. And you must just do it diplomatically and best is but both ways is jai is jai is is permissible that you let the feet face kibla but best is to let the head face kibla and remember this business we got today that after the gusal and the bathing and the shrouding the takfin and kafan then we keep the body there four five six eight ten twelve hours not right that we asri u bil janaza that if you look at the Muslim woman you know it's a good magazine. So, mashallah, let us reward the ladies, our sisters. So, the next one coming out, the one question there is this. So, I just sent questions. So, inshallah, it will come, but maybe in another edition. But the question was asked, which things must we make a haste in? So, you must make a haste in tawbah. That ask Allah for forgiveness is compulsory. You must make a haste in reading Salat on time. We can't be delaying, delaying all the time. We must make a haste in Salatul Janaza, the funeral prayer. 
We must make a haste in payment of our debts. Remember that you can't be delaying that. That's not permissible. We must make a haste in preparing our will, you know, our last testament and so forth. We must make a haste in going for hajj. So remember that. Cry to Allah. Allah will make the means and asbab. So these are things. Sabiku ila maghfiratin. Fastabikul khairat. You have to make haste in certain things in Islam. Remember that. So one of them is the janazah also. And there's delaying, delaying, no good, not permissible. Mufti Sahib, my son is 18 years old and has glaucoma. What should he read to help his condition, Mufti Sahib? The other day in one of our masjid here in Lane, this, this brother met me one, two times. But then I stay in the masjid, so uh, between Asr and Maghrib, because the time is short also. So we read some Quran Sharif and so and the way this brother was crying, crying, and so forth. So I thought maybe because somebody just passed away in his family, so I thought maybe all the memories are flushing back and coming back to him, you know. So after Maghrib Salat and all that, so I came out, you know, then he came to me because he could see that, you know, I looked at him that he's crying and so forth, crying like a baby, actually, sobbing and so forth. So he said, make dua for me. So I told him, like, who tell you? What happened like? So he said, you know what? I can't see that I'm going blind and so forth. So I asked him, but uh, why? He said, my sugar levels are so high. And now, so I told him, bring your phone. I will this thing, you know, tell you what to. He said, yeah, put a voice recording because if you write it, then I won't be able to read it. Now, there's a time we start realizing, alam najallahu aynain wa wa shafatain. So Allah blessed us with his eyes, with his tongue, with his lips and everything. Now imagine you can't see. My mother-in-law, she had glaucoma. She passed away here by us. And it was 26th of Rajab, just the night of Mi'raj. And remember that we buried her and so forth. And remember that she was here by us. It was in 2001. And she had this glaucoma. That's where I learned the term. So what must you do in a case like this? So you must read Surah 55. Zero. Verse 22. فَكَشَفْنَا أَنْكَ غِطَاءَكَ فَبَصَرُكَ الْيَوْمَ حَدِيدٌ So, Ya Allah, remove all these veils and curtains. Let the eyes be sharp. I can see properly and so forth and so on, you see. Read, Ya Nuru, Ya Nuru, Ya Nuru. People have to go for cataract operation. People go for this medication, for glaucoma and other things I don't know. So you go to all those optometrists. In the olden days, they called them opticians. Now they call them optometrists. And there's some other names, ophthalmology. And we can't even pronounce the names properly, you know. So anyway, so all these things, yeah. So you try all that, is fine. But spiritually, read, Ya Nuru, Ya Nuru. Read Surah 50, Surah Qaf verse 22 give out charity for others and for yourself one dawa you must give for the people who are ill and sick is charity see again so give out one rent two rent cash or kind one you stand uh, packet of biscuits or one you understand ton of beans or fish or whatever you anything that is halal and tayyiba good and permissible you know so give it out loaf of bread and so forth and ya Allah give me shifa and always beg almighty Allah for afia Allah read now with me all of us two duas let's read Allahumma inna nas'aluka al-afwa wal-afiyah 
Allahumma inna nas'aluka la'afwa wa la'afiyah. Oh, beloved Allah, we beg of thee forgiveness. Wal'afiyah, safety, comfort, goodness in our health, in our wealth, in our honor, in everything that's permissible. One word, encyclopedic meaning. Fiddini, wal dunya, wal akhirah. Fiddini, wal dunya, wal akhirah. Regarding our matters of deen, Islam. Wal dunya, and our worldly affairs. Wal akhirah, and the year after. What a powerful, beautiful, complete, comprehensive dua. And always beg Almighty Allah Jalla Wala for protection. Hadith is Sahih, authentic hadith mentioned Abu Dawood, Sunan Nasai. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika. Min. Oh Allah, I seek protection from. Min, from. Sayyil asqam. Sayyil asqam. What the cough. Sayyil asqam. From all the dreaded diseases and so forth. So Nabi Yaqub alayhi salatu salam became blind. And then, mashallah, his eyesight got restored. Fartadda basira. And Sahaba Abdullah bin Umi Maktoum, the second muazzin of the master alayhi salatu salam in Masjid Nabawi. First was Sayyidina Bilal radiallahu anh. Abbasa wa tawalla anja'ahul a'ma. He was blind. So remember, you have Awliyaullah blind. Sheikh Abdul Hamid Kishk, Rahimamullah, blind. But a master, till today, if you listen to his lectures, you must. You know how he passed away. Allahumma mitni wa ana sajidun. Ya Allah, take me from this world while I'm in sajda. And it happened, fa'atahu iya. Allah Jalla wa honored him. And when I went to his house, abitak dil me kalak here of source here. I went to his house and I spent a lot of money also to go there because nobody wanted to take me because he was under surveillance by those Egyptians and all the governments, the murtad governments, you know. So I said, go, just take me, man. But the sheikh just left and that his upper wife behind the parada, she said that, no, sheikh gone, he's gone there to the printing press. So now I couldn't wait, so I couldn't meet him, but I went to his house and the road is named after him, Shari Abdul Hamid Kishk, rahimahullah. So these are the awliyaullah, blind, but Allah blessed them from ilmul ladunni, such knowledge from Allah Ta'ala side. Imagine what an impediment they can't see and so forth. So like that. You know, Hazrat Muhammad Sadiq Desai Sab Hafizahullah. He's well in his 80s now. Islamic is 85, 86. And I know myself. I saw him. That he used to take that, you know, magnifying glass to read. And so he said, Hazrat, no. Then he went operation, all that. The doctor told him, you won't miss any salat. But only thing, you'll have to sit and read salat. So fine. He went for the operation. I can see everything. He read 1,000 rakats, nafil salat, shukran lillahi azza wa jalla. To thank Allah, for Allah, you gave me my vision, my sight. 1,000 rakats he read. I asked him this and he confirmed it. All that salat he read sitting. Totally jayis. But his hazrat, you know, is waliyullah. So he, all that salat that he sat and read on the chair, he repeated the qaza of all that. So these eyes Allah gave us great, great bounty. So always beg Almighty Allah, Ya Nuru, Ya Nuru. We're going for Fajr Salat. 
So what dua must you read? Allahumma jal fi qalbi nura wa fi sam'i nura wa fi basari nura wa fi lisani nura wa fi badani nura wa an yamini nura wa shimali nura wa fawqi nura wa tahti nura wa amami nura wa warai nura Subhanallah Ya Allah, give me nur radiance and effulgence in my heart, in my ears, in my eyes, in my uh, body, and on my right, on my left, on top, beneath me, and in front of me, behind me, and my blood, and my nervous system, my hair, my bones, everything put nur. Why? So we stay away from the haram things and so forth. So early part of the morning, this is the sunnah dua to read. Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi wa you sisters, mothers, you're reading at home, you perform your ablution, your hudu, you're going now to your musalla, to your namaz room, prayer room, or your bedroom, you're going to read, read this dua for your time. About nur, ask Allah. You don't know, just say, Allah, majal fi badani nura, put nur in my body, head to toe, ya Allah. So that is sunnah, remember that. Mufti what's the latest news from Pakistan? The latest news in Pakistan is that certain charges you must remove. They, they removed it from Imran Khan and so forth, but he's still in jail and so forth. It's a game the army plays. So the army will play with the judges. The judges will play with Imran. The bottom line is they don't want, you must remember, that he must participate in the elections. Elections supposed to be held this year, but maybe it's postponed for next year. So they know if Imran comes out as a free man and then they is free and fair elections, but that in Pakistan is something very rare. So, otherwise, they have a term called Danli. You must always remember that India, Pakistan is famous. They have Danli. Danli means rigging of elections, like you see in Africa and all. There's Ali Bongo and all these characters. They can't even walk properly, but they want to still be president and prime minister and all these kind of things. To our now African brothers here in Guinea-Bissau and Mali and Niger and Mali, wherever else, they're kicking out the French. <laughs> Today somebody sent me a clip, you know, that this French now in Burkina Faso, they're bringing in bulldozers and they're smashing all their vehicles and all that, that belongs to them. They say, okay, you're kicking us out. We will not leave our cars for you and our vehicles for you. Then they will get kicked out from there, like those Americans. When Taliban beat them and they knew that now the threshing has come, they must leave. So they went there and they damaged the helicopters, they damaged the vehicles, broke the windows, damaged the... But Taliban fixed everything up. Now they're flying with it and so forth. So these are the Haramis, the white men, you know, the white hegemony. So that's what they want. Alhamdulillah, very good. Kick them all out and so forth. So that is what you must understand regarding these issues. Mufti Sahib, what does the Quran Kareem say about the ruh? Almighty Allah Jalla teaches us in the Noble Quran, وَيَسْأَلُونَكَ عَنِ الرُّوحِ They ask you, Ya Rasulullah, O Mustafa Sallallahu regarding the ruh, the soul, the spirit, and so forth. قُلِ الرُّوحُ مِنْ أَمْرِ رَبِّي It is to do from something from Almighty Allah. And you, human being, therefore you cannot understand certain things. وَمَا أُوْتِيْتُمْ مِنَ الْإِلْمِ إِلَّا قَلِيلًا And of knowledge you have been given, but a little bit only. Surah 17, Surah Bani Israel, 
Israel regarding the Israelites. And verse 85, therefore Quran teaches us every day, beg Almighty Allah, Rabbi Zidni Ilma, Rabbi Zidni Ilma, oh my beloved Allah, increase me in knowledge. Almighty Allah did not tell Mustafa salam, make dua that increase me in Iman increase me in Islam increase me in this no that increase me in knowledge why? because you must have the right and correct knowledge then you will have the correct Iman and so forth Surah chapter 20 verse 114 so we must always understand that you ask any doctor today anybody in the world as the greatest doctor, physician, gynecologist, professor, that you are there in the room. And how this person passed away? My beloved mother was in the hospital here for more than seven weeks in ICU. And not only ICU, inside the ICU, another special room. They said, no, she's very ill and all that. And I'm in and out there. So remember that I saw people passing away and all those things there in the room and so forth. So you see that one is crying, that one is crying. Suddenly their father, mother, somebody passed away. So you ask the doctor, where's the room? Show me. Which doctor can show you? Nobody can show you. So remember certain things with technology, with whatever they have. They think things will happen with their degrees. Nothing will happen with their degrees. Their things will happen with the decree of Almighty Allah, Jalla Wala, who are you? He, where you meet, he gives life to whomsoever he wishes. He gives death to whomsoever he wishes. So we must remember these type of things. Nobody controls that. Second one, we as Muslims, we have the best and we must share it with the rest. Why is the world in such turmoil and chaos? Because you study democracy, capitalism, secularism, Judaism, Christian, all you study, they don't have a panacea. They don't have a solution. They have solution according to their thinking for the body. Islam says, no, we gave you body and soul. For your body, remember then you will have your eating, drinking, what you consume and so forth. And that also must be halal and tayyibah. But how are you going to nourish the soul and the spirit and the ruh? So that you need zikrullah. Behold, remember, undivided attention when you make zikr of Allah, tilawat of Quran, durood sharif, salawat, subhanallah, bihamdihi, subhanallah, al-azim, all that, then the hearts will find peace, tranquility, serenity. That is the nourishment, the spiritual nourishment for the soul and the spirit. You go challenge any doctor today. Ask him, show me where's the roof, where's the soul. So, you know, Chris Barnard, we were very young. So I still remember his patient's name, Washkansky. You see, it was a big thing that time. Professor Chris Barnard, he made a heart transplant and thus and that. And his patient was Louis Washkansky and what and what. From where and where people came. And he was Afrikaner. And his wife, now he became famous, then he forgot his wife also, Loki. And then he got married to Barbara. And a lot of stories with these characters here also. Then you must read about him. In the ending of his life, he couldn't even hold that scalpel and whatever else. You know, all these gadgets, he couldn't even hold that. So that is how. You can maybe pull off a heart transplant, but one day you can't save your own heart, brother. So that is, you see, my mother passed away. You know, I was there, father passed away, mother passed away, brother passed away. I was there, alhamdulillah, with Allah's help. 
So now they gave me the death certificate. So they write there on my mother's one. I still got it. So they write there, cardiac arrest. So you see the word they use, cardiac arrest. So that is their terminology. Me and you will just say a heart attack, you know. So that's what they write in this type of thing. So that is Allah. Allah is teaching me and you. Kullu nafsin Every living being shall taste death. You see the light in our house, the bulb in our house. It bang, it don't work. Finish, just pull it out, put another one. But once death come, finish, end of the story. Now history, we have to carry on with the geography. So that is what Allah is teaching us. <coughs> we see Jazakallah here in Tomb of the Sahib. Well, it's time for the final ad break. This afternoon's Q&A program is brought to you by the Capital Group of Companies. We continue after this. You have said, You will come and your angels will be lined up. You have said, Jannat will be brought near. You have said, Jahannam will be brought near. You have said, The scales of justice will be set up. Marcus Sahaba Online Radio, serving you wherever you are. This is Q&A. Send us your question on 084-786-3132. Group of companies, Capital Air, Capital Decor, and Kate Equip, for the benefit of the Ummah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and continuing with this afternoon's Q&A program brought to you by the Capital Group of Companies. Mufti Sahib, if a person issued one talaq to his wife and he passes away, will she inherit from his estate? This you call talaqul far. Talaqul far means that this husband, yeah, we don't say in all cases, but in majority cases, so now he had a, you know, what we'll call a stale marriage, or he had a rocky marriage, and so forth. That You know, the husband in the docks, and the marriage on the rocks, and so forth. So he had a rocky marriage, and so forth. So now he's very, very ill, in his mother's wafat, his fatal illness, and then he gives his wife a talaq, one talaq, so will this, and then he passes away in that case there, you see. So what will happen? There are two issues here we have to discuss. So what will happen in a case like this? So one is iddatul talaq and one is iddatul wafat. So which one will she will work with? She has the waiting period of divorce and she has the waiting period, remember, of death. So I'll answer that just now. And then the second one is that will she inherit or not? She will inherit. Because you must remember his aim was to cause harm to his wife. And Quran says in the Bab, in the chapter of inheritance, غير مدار. You're not allowed to harm any of the heirs by depriving them, disowning them, all that absolutely haram. مَنْ قَطَعَ مِيرَاثَ وَارِثِهِ قَطَعَ اللَّهُ مِيرَاثَهُ مِنَ الْجَنَّةِ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ Go open Mishka Sharif with the Majah and that you will find it. Whosoever deprives the heirs of their respective share, Almighty Allah will deprive that person of his or her share on the day of paradise, on the day of Qiyamah. Imam Malik Rahimullah mentioned the beautiful, authentic, sahih hadith in Mota Malik. لَا ضَرَرَ وَلَا ضِرَارَ You're not 
allowed to cause harm to yourself, nor are you allowed to cause harm to other people. So remember that deliberately you are to just cause them harm. Yes, you're making amal bil ma'roof, danil munkar, commanding the good, prohibiting the evil. This is different, that you must do. But deliberately just to cause harm to people, that is haram, you can't do that. And then to deprive the heir and so forth. So she will inherit, her children will inherit, the husband the deceased, and his children will inherit, and you must remember that his parents will inherit. Regarding inheritance, you must know the following. These are the rudiments, the basics you must know. ABC person passes away. Then, number one, burial, funeral expenses from the entire estate. If somebody, family, friends want to pay for it, so be it is permissible. Second, the debts of the deceased from the entire estate. Remember that. Not from one third, from the entire estate. Personal debts, corporate debts, business debts, all must be paid immediately. Third one will be wasiya, what you bequeath in cash or kind or whatever you, to non-heirs, Muslim or non-Muslim. So that is one-third of the net estate. After burial expenses, the debts of the deceased are paid. Fourth is the shares of the heirs. In shares of the heirs, you must remember, these five people must inherit, provided that they are Muslim and provided that they did not murder that person there from whom they're supposed to inherit. So it will be parents, father, mother of the deceased must inherit, biological parents, not adopted and foster parents and step-parents. Second one, children, sons, daughters must inherit. So there's four parents and children must be Muslim. And the last one will be surviving spouse. Wife dies, husband must inherit. Husband dies, then the wife or wives all must inherit. But provided they didn't put a bullet through that person or something, then they don't inherit, obviously. So these are your basic rules that you must remember here. Yeah. So this wife here yeah, who was given that talaq, she will inherit if the husband passed away during the iddat period. If the iddat period expired, then she won't inherit. Now this is interesting. Now the husband issued the talaq, right? And now for that there will be salasata kuru, three menses or three periods of cleanliness and so forth. Hanafis, Hanbali say three periods, three menses. And Shafi'is, Maliki say three periods of cleanliness and so forth. Now, then he dies and he passes away. So that Quran says, Arbata Ashurin wa Ashra. So what will be the fatwa now? You say, Atwalul Ajalain. The one that is longer. Both Iddats will run concurrently together, but the one that is longer, so normally the death one, not always, but normally that will be the longer one, and then she works with that, and then both Iddats will get finished and expire. What is the actual Sunnah method of publicizing the, the Nikah? Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam hadith in Tirmidhi Sharif a'alinun nikah waj'aluhu fil masajid that remember announce the nikah announce it you announce it in a masjid you just write it there on the board you announce it on the radio mashallah every Friday we have a program and from 10 to 10.30 Mona Arafat normally does it remember that on Friday morning so you send all your nikah announcement by WhatsApp and so forth then they'll be announced 
comes like that. It's very good. It's sunnah. And remember that the nikah should be performed solemnized in the masjid, not in some hotel and some uh, civic center and all these haram places. Remember that. It should be in the masjid. That's the best place. So that is how there are various forms. And today the people, they do little bit, you know, fancy business. There they will put the initial initials of the boy. You understand? Say, for example, the guy's name is uh, with the A, and then his surname is with the O O. So they'll put A O and say the lady's name is Z, and then is O like that. So they put the initials like that. You know what I mean? So in a case like that, you must remember, and then they send it to you and all that, and then they got some na some naat or nazam or something like that, and virtues of nikah. So that also is elan is fine, but there must be no music. Music is haram. Remember that. Then it is fine and no problem with that. Mufti Sahib, is it permissible to break a nafil fast if you have unexpected guests? So tomorrow, say Thursday, you were fasting this past Thursday and you made intention of sunnah fast, nafil fast, voluntary fast and now guests came and they pitched up exactly lunchtime. So now you had your nice meal and all that prepared for iftar and for after sunset and so now you are the host. So should you break your fast or not? So if you break your fast, there won't be sin upon you because you got daif, you got mehman, you got guest, and so forth. Now the question arises, but is qada compulsory or not? This is called fiqh tafakkuf din. So we went to ask Imam Abu Hanifa and then what you say regarding this. ABC person was fasting, not a compulsory fast, was reading a salat and not a compulsory salat, nafil, voluntary. And then the fast, he broke it, that salat, he broke it, namaz. So what must he do? So Imam Abu Hanifa's fatwa verdict is they must keep qada of that fast, one qada, no kafara and all. And remember the two rakat salat you were reading, so you must repeat it. So we ask what dalil? He say, wala tubtilu a'malakum. Don't nullify your actions. So we went to the Shafi'is, Hanbalis, and them, and we asked them what you say. They said, no qada. Why no qada? And we asked them, okay, I read two rakat salat, then I broke it. So then, they said, no qada. Meaning it's not compulsory for you to make qada. If you make it, it's fine, but it's not compulsory. So we said, okay, that is your stance, that is your verdict, but what is the dalil? They say, ma alal muhsinina min sabil. The muhsin, you're just doing your duty with duty, something is not compulsory, and you're just doing it. So you don't have to go and complete it. Yes, but if it's hajj umrah, and you broke it, then that you have to complete. Why? Quran Sharif states, wa atimmul hajja wal umrah alillah. So hajj and umrah, they say, are exempted, but remember all other nafil, then you still have to do it. Uh, according to Hanafis, you must complete it compulsory. According to Shafis and Ambalis, there's no need to complete it. It's forgiven. Mufti <laughs> Sahib, you'll find uh, many a time during the Jumma, the lecture or the khutbah, people fall asleep and when it's time for Salah, they stand up and they perform the Salah. Is that uh, permissible? Is that valid? So if you ask the Musalli day, why you slept? He said, this Molana gave us a lullaby khutbah. What do you call it? A lullaby, you see. So he was thinking about the lalas and thinking about some business and thinking about his wife or somebody else's wife. And then suddenly he heard, Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar. Then, hey, people are standing up. There in Makkah, Medina, how many guys you see fast asleep? 
So the masla is like this. We want to understand two, three different scenarios. If the guy is sitting in the mosque, right, Jumma time, the lecture is on English, whatever, Afrikaans, or the Arabic khutbah, the Arabic sermon is on, and this guy is sitting in such a manner cross-legged, and he's sitting on his buttocks. The buttocks is on the firm ground, meaning on the musalla. So then he wakes up and he reads Salat is valid. Why? Because remember the re, the wind can't come out now. You must remember that. So he's sitting there. So Salat is valid. One is, whilst he was there, he was catching fish, you know, casting, you know, and going this way, that way, and he fell down. So now the huzu is broken. He must go perform huzu, and then he must join the Salat and so forth. Then you get some waters that they totally flat out. You understood like how you sleep normally at night. So maybe that is dreaming and everything snoring all and you wake up, that's not permissible. You must go and perform hudu and then you read and perform your salat. Mufti Sahib, this person says his intention is to get married. He's been talking to the lady, which is his age and has got iman, character, everything. But then he says, I'm not physically attracted to her. And I'm just going to edit this part of it, Mufti Sahib. And she is, mashallah, in size. That's what I'm adding to it. But he said something else. All right. So you must remember that in a case like that, first question I have to pose to you, my brother and my sister, the side story and all that, we can come afterwards to that. But the first issue, your people's chatting, this this is Jais I'm asking you. On the WhatsApp, you're chatting. On the SMS, you're chatting. You're phoning and speaking to Jais. It's permissible. It's all haram, all that in Islam. Wala taqrabu zina. Do not even go near fornication and adultery. Innahu kana fahisha. It is something indecent, obscene, and haram in Islam. Wasa asabila. Very bad. So in Islam, when you get married, so we got married, alhamdulillah, rabbil alameen. Allah swazal adha min fildi rabbi adha rahmatum rabbi. We total strangers. We don't know much about your wife. You don't, she doesn't know much about you and so forth but you are happy because what's joining you Habibuna Rahmatulil Alameen said regarding the mal and the jamal and the size and all beauty all that must be secondary the primary issue must be deen is she pious is her belief her aqidah correct is he a good person and the character and the belief structure that is your concern and so forth Sayyidina Hassan Basri rahimahullah that he was called Al-Imam Al-Hassan Al-Basri Al-Wa'iz Al-Bakka when I was in Iraq in 2010 so mashallah I visited that time so not 2010 2000 I went there so 2000 in 2000 when I went there so it was five countries we did with Allah's help so I remember that they were selling some books there outside you know Arabic books so I saw this book, it's very cheap, I bought it. So in there also you will find that Sayyidina Hassan Basri, rahimahullah, the sage of the age used to say, when someone comes to propose for my daughter, so I will look at khashya, I will look at his taqwa and piety and so forth. 
if things work out between him, my son-in-law, Jamai, Damad, son-in-law, and my daughter, so I'll be very happy. I don't have any complaints. And if things don't work out, then his taqwa, his khashya, fear for Almighty Allah, will prevent him from making zulam and oppressing my daughter, even if things don't work out. So see, that is the Muslim outlook. Remember that. So this is what Islam is teaching us, that each one of us should look at that and so forth. Now you say your wife is not so smart, she's fat or thus and that, or the husband is like Humpty Dumpty and so forth, or the lady is like little Lota. And so they taught us all this in school, you know, Humpty Dumpty and little Lota and funny, funny things. So all this, but your wife will get fed after three months, six months. MashaAllah, she's expecting so how she will be. She'll be nice and fed. Then what are you going to do then? So and after she gives birth, one, two, three children, then she won't be slim and drum. So for so remember, don't worry too much about those things there. And you get so many things, she can go on diet and so forth, fasting. And inshallah, so the most important thing will be that and ask Allah for khair. Allahumma khirli wakhtarli. Oh Allah, you select the best for me and you choose for me. Hadith in Tirmidhi Sharif. And remember, always read. Rabbana. Yesterday I told a brother. Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa dhurriyatina qurrata a'yun. Oh, beloved Allah, that grant us our spouses and progeny and children that the coolness of the eyes. And then Hadith Musannaf ibn Abi Shayba. Allahumma adim baynana. One is Adam. He's the Nabi, the messenger of Almighty Allah. His name, Nami, Ismail Grami, honorable name is mentioned 25 times in the Quran. Adam. But this is Adim on a Kasra on the Dal, a Zer on the Dal. Allahumma Adim Bainana. Ya Allah, always bring about Muhabba, love, compassion, mercy amongst us. Not let our bodies only join, our hearts must be united. When the hearts are united, then there is unity of thought, both of you going in the same direction. Otherwise, there's conflict, there's rows and ructions and big problems. Then become Jahannam and hell on earth. Allah protect us. So you got the dua. Read now. Allahumma, oh beloved Allah, adim, adim, bainana, bring about the love, permissible love, not with your girlfriend and somebody else's wife and all, and your sugar daddy and boyfriend, all that is haram, obviously. Allahumma adim bainana bring always perpetually eternally the love between us that yeah we living nicely in Jannat we together and so forth so what more you want then so that is the Muslim way of looking at things Jisai kindly explain what is barzakh Almighty Allah Jalla Wala speaks of it in two three different places I give it to you now when a baby is born so you must remember the baby is in the womb of the mother and you must remember that what happens there that she will stay there he will stay there the fetus the janin six months seven months eight months nine months six months is minimum period of gestation of pregnancy and thereafter she give birth so that nine months eight months so that is now the place then you stay in this world 30 40 50 60 70 80 
70 years amaru ummati baina 60 wa 70 wa aqalluhum may yujawizu zalik hadith tirmidhi sharif average age of this ummah 60-70 I'm there now and very few of them they go beyond that you must remember that so they're over 70 you hear 90 100 110 so we are surprised ourselves so that is our life here on this earth then you enter barzakh وَمِنْ وَرَائِهِمْ بَرْزَخٌ إِلَىٰ يَوْمِ يُبَاسُونَ Barzakh means a partition. Barzakh means in between. So now when that person, you must remember, dies, they, our fathers, parents, grandparents, great-grandparents, they all passed away. So they're all in alam barzakh and then Quran Sharif speaks of that in Surah 23, chapter 23, verse 100. You understand the journey? In the mother's womb, eight, nine months, seven months. In this earth, 60, 70, 80, 30, 20, like that years. And thereafter, barzakh, thousand, thousand, Allah alone knows. Then the day of justice. Then Abadul Abad, then everlasting success, everlasting failure. Allah protect us from Jahannam and give us direct entry into Jannatul Firdaus, chapter 23, verse 100. For us in Cape Town, you saw it, I'm sure those of you who've been to Cape Town, all Cape Town is very, very beautiful, remember that, but it's the gay city of the world also. You get many bailas there, you understand? You know bailas. So you must remember Adam and Steve business and Madam and Eve business and a lot of things going on there. Marajal Bahrain, Yaltaqiyan. So you find the Indian Ocean, you find the Atlantic Ocean. So all that, the temperature is different, the color is different, the taste is different. And Bainahuma Barzakhullayabhiyan. You see Barzakh. So there is that petition. One day, long time, in the early 80s, when I went there, there were some of these guys. What we call them, let's just call them Oshoonologists, what they call ologists or whatever. When I was in America, so in 2000, I had to perform Taraweeh. So everything head to toe, all these doctors, 40, 45 in them, majority Pakistanis, and then some Arabs and Bangladeshis. And so we make a log, but they're all behind us. I ask what you are. You say, Pamaologist and Oncologist and Dersologist and this. Only guy I never saw there was a zoologist, you know. And one day I joked about it there also. So these guys, what you'll call them, or the sea and all that, marinaologist, or whatever you name you want to give, just give. So they will tell you about this. They say, so I ask them, there is partition. They say, no. I say, come, I tell you what Quran says. There is partition, but you can't see it. Kudrat ka karishma is a manifestation of the power of the mercy of Almighty Allah. So the people can swim, the boats can go, the ships can go, all that. So Almighty Allah speaks of that in Cape Town also. Chapter 55, Surah Abahman and verses number 19 and 20. So that Kudrat ka karishma, Allah Ta'ala. So once we must wonder, ponder, reflect in the creation of Almighty Allah. So that is Barzakh. We say, before we were born, alam arwah So remember, in the realm of the soul, the spirit, ruh, arwah. Then alamul janin. So now the fetus in the womb of the mother. Alamul dunya, now in this world. Then alamul barzakh, then in the interspace, a partition. And then alamul akhirah. 
Then the year after perpetual, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. All the different, different stages. So you must remember that. So all Almighty Allah is teaching us. I'm going to take you on a journey, O oh human being, but you so short-sighted, so your puny little brains. Now you want to challenge me? You want to keep your rocket's name, Challenger? So I blast it to smotherings. Remember that Almighty Allah, Jalla is teaching us so many wonderful lessons, but we as human beings, then we we are so short-sighted and so forth. So all Allah says, لَتَرْكَبُنَّ طَبَقًا أَنْ So that is the journey all Allah takes us through. Jazakallah khairan for the query. It's time for the nasiha, Mufti Sam. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Let's go and give you the programs first, inshallah. Six o'clock will be, as uh, what six o'clock, sorry. Four o'clock, I'm looking here. So four o'clock, you must remember, will be the news with Brother Suleiman Esop, inshallah. And thereafter will be my brother Hafiz Yusuf Kala. And thereafter, 16, 10, 10 past four will be Sheikh Hanif, Pearls of Paradise, Jannat Ke Jawahir. So remember, that's in Urdu language. Then five o'clock, parents. So by Mohana Ahmad Muhammadi. So he is the president of Jamiat Ulama Kwazulu Natal. So Jumma lectures. So that's interesting, inshallah. And then at six o'clock, we have Mohana Zahid Khan and myself. So that will be about Medina Munawwara, Masjid Nabawi. All very interesting, especially those of you going for Umrah and so forth. Ziyarat to Medina Munawwara. Allah protect the Haramain Sharifain and Aqsal Mubarak. Seven o'clock will be, after the fiqh, will be Mohadawad Siddat, injunction of hijab. All you ladies should be listening to this. What is hijab? What is niqab? All those. Then eight o'clock will be replay of medical file, Brother Shafa'at and the doctors. Then nine o'clock after the Isha Adhan, the replay or the repeat of the discussion, Mohana Arafat, Mohana Salim Karim. And then will be ten o'clock, the tribute to Mohana Abu Bakr Aku by Mufti Aku. So meaning one brother passed away, the other brother is speaking about his brother. Passed away, 34 years old, very young, you know. Allah grant all the marhumin, Jannat al-Firdaus. 11 o'clock, the kids learning the Quran, Sharif. Inshallah, my program, Inshallah, this coming week will be that Wednesday, Hafiz Adil Kaji. So he's a good guy. I need to get a wife for him. You understand? Adil, you're listening. So we get one Adila for you. So anyway, that he needs to get married also. So he'll come fetch me. Our first program Wednesday, this coming Wednesday now, will be there in Stanton, Stanton, you see. We call Stanton in Memon. So we'll have lunch there and have program, and then we'll continue to Newcastle. Wednesday night, Masjid Siddiq, mashallah, and there in Paradise it is in Newcastle. And then on Thursday, inshallah, we will go there to Denhauser. And there, Brother Zahir is there. And then, mashallah, from there, we'll go to Dandi. Hafiz Salim is there, Hafiz Salim Dokrat. So we'll have program in the Dandi Masjid, inshallah, Thursday night. And then Friday, Jumu'ah, we'll come back there to Newcastle in the town Masjid there, the program, inshallah, Aziz. Azan 12.15, and immediately after that, remember, is the lecture. And thereafter will be the talk there at Darulum, and that will be Friday night after Isha, 7.20 Jamaat. And then, inshallah, on our way back, then Zohar Saturday will be in Falkris. So all these places, inshallah. 
Last message, remember this, that we are going through difficult times in this ummah, that you see our children, so many of them are losing direction. So parents, my appeal to you is spend quality time with your children, give them direction and orientation. Remember that that's a duty, compulsory duty. And we have to thank everybody, all the directors of the various radio stations, our Haji Muhammad Ikhlas and the Capital Group, all of them. Allah Jalla bless them fi dunya wal akhirah. And Sirius FM, our brother Faisal Asmal, Yusuf Asmal, and then all the directors of Radio Lansar, then our brothers Ahmad Khani of Lanesia, Butigani Wakhis, our day brothers day in Durban, Ahmad Day and Aslam Day and Ibrahim Day, and our Mulanas, Mohana Ahmad Dokrat, Hafidahullah, Mohana Abdul Aziz, Ahmad Matripal A. So they're all assisting us. Allah Jalla reward all of you. Inshallah, my brother Tobela will prepare it in two parts, and that is a podcast. So inshallah, inshallah, Aziz, before I go for us we will try and send it out to all of you make dua for us and for the ummah inshallah we'll send something out special tonight so you should see it inshallah barakallahu feek assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa